We continue our sermon series, um, and uh, at the end of the month, we will be uh, having a covenant service, and I'd just like to read to you the covenant service or the prayer that we will be saying together, and it reads, I am no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will, rank me with whom you will, put me to doing, put me to suffering, let me be employed for you or laid aside for you, exalted for you or brought low for you, let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing. I freely and wholeheartedly yield all things to your, to your pre, uh, pleasure and disposal. And now, glorious and blessed God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant now made on earth, let it be ratified in heaven. Amen. So the covenant with God, and uh, we're looking today at... Um, Allowing God, allowing God into our decisions. Last week we looked at allowing God into our goals. And as, as we start this year, I thought it'd be best that we, we bring this in. The covenant that we make with God is so important. And maybe we just renew this, this covenant with God uh, at the end of the month. But let me renew it on a day-to-day -day basis. And I, so I'm going to read to you from Mark 9 from verse 14 to 29. So it's a bit long, but just bear with us. Jesus heals a boy possessed by an impure spirit. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and, and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with? Um, them about he asked a man in the crowd answered teacher I brought you my son who's possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech whenever it seizes, uh, seizes him uh, it throws him to the ground he foams at the mouth uh, gnashes his teeth and becomes rigid I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit but they could not you unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the Spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy, Father, uh, Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, it has often thrown him into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything to take pity on us and help us, if you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for one who believes. Immediately, the boy's father explained, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the impure spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said. I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed uh, him violently and came out. 
The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he was dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciple asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive, um, drive it out? He replied, This kind can come out only by prayer. And this is the word of God and we thank God for his word this morning. So I was wondering, have any of you made any decisions today? Since you woke up, did you make any decision today? Quite a few already, eh? Like what to wear, for instance, okay? Am I going to wear this or am I going to wear that to church? Am I going to put three sugars in my, in my coffee? Or maybe four, or maybe a sugar pill? Or maybe, coffee, or maybe I'm going to have tea instead of coffee? Or maybe Mark made, uh, couldn't make a decision whether having scrambled eggs, uh, poached eggs, um, fried eggs, boiled eggs, whatever the decision. Did any of you make any decisions this morning? Hey? All of us. I think every single one of us made some decision uh, to, to go into this day. Now, a researcher says um, that on average... We make 70 decisions on average every day. Can you imagine making 70 decisions every day? Life-changing maybe, weight-changing otherwise, or just something in between. But there are 70 decisions we make. I'm going to ask a very personal question. Who of you are 70 and over? Can you just raise your... Okay, rather let me ask, who is not 70 and over? <laughs> okay. Jess, raise your hand. Um, so those that are 70 and older, just listen. So if you made 70 decisions a day, that would mean you would have made 25,550 decisions a year. All right, 25,550. Now, if you're 70 years and older, you would have made in your life life-changing decisions, which sums up who you are. You would have made 1,788,500 decisions in your life. Okay, 1,788,500 decisions. Life-changing decisions as to who you are, what to do, where to go, how to go, and everything like that. Good, bad decisions, 1,788,500 decisions. Can you imagine? Depressing. Oh, impressive. Um, <laughs> It is impressive. I wonder how many decisions of that 1.7 million did we ask God to be part of those decisions? Just think about it. How many of the 70 decisions that you made today have you asked God to be part of today? For this year, 
on average, we're going to make 25,550 decisions. How many of that are we going to ask God to be part of? That's your decision, whether you want to include God or not. There's a husband and wife that uh, were married and um, they decided between them the husband would make all the major decisions and his wife would make all the minor decisions. And so 20 years later, uh, they asked him how it went. And this is his response. Just listen carefully. He said, great. In all these years, I've never had to make one major decision. Because my wife made all the decisions uh, for us. <laughs> I wonder how many decisions we make. Now, because it's an older congregation, I want to speak specifically to you guys today. <laughs> oh, no, don't leave. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, the thing is, is that we're all, we're all going to get old, okay? So it's actually, it's, it's for everybody. It's for everybody. Life decisions. Life decisions are so important today. When we are young, mom and dad make a decision as to what we have to wear. Um, Evan. Evan can't dress himself, so Jess, Jess has to make a decision. And because whatever I put on, she takes off her <laughs> changes. So I don't have a decision in that. But, um, so, but it's that. It's, so when you're young, you have to make a decision. When you go to school, you make certain decisions. Will I go to an English school, Afrikaans school? What subjects do I need to take? How is it going to influence my life? Then we make decisions when we get older. Am I going to get married? Am I going to stay, stay single? Uh, am I going to have children? Those decisions all make a part of our life decisions. And so it, so it gets older. And as we get older, we have to make different decisions. One of the hardest things is when you retire. Now, I take it if you are over 70, you are retired. Okay, just some of you. But when you retire, you don't have to make those silly decisions on a day-to-day -day basis as to what am I going to wear to go to work, okay? Am I going to speak to people at work? Because now you don't. You can do whatever you want. Is it hard to be a pensioner? Is it hard to be retired? No. Okay. Can I ask this side? Is it difficult to be retired? Yes. Okay. This side, um, they got it covered. This side don't. So the point I'm trying to get to is, at some stage, one of, the, one of the most difficult decisions that we are going to face when we get older, are we going to move to a retirement village? Is that, is that relevant? Am I going to move to a place where there's actually help or frail care that somebody can actually look after me? Is that relevant? Eh? I think a lot of you have actually done that already. And that's a hard decision. I tell you, my dad and my mom, I have to bring them back into this because for, for my mom and dad, 
they don't want to move into a retirement village because they say they are too young. My dad's 79. <laughs> My mom is 75, okay? It's like, it's time now, okay? It's time, it's time to move. But it's those things that we have to make conscious decisions about. In life, we faced many a difficult decision. I read to you today about a, a man who made a decision to take his son to where Jesus was. He made a conscious decision to take him to where Jesus was or where his disciples were because he had heard about Jesus and he believed in Jesus because he said so himself. He made that decision, but when he got there, the disciples could do nothing. And then he goes on and he asks Jesus, he said, Jesus asked him, from, uh, Jesus asked the father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. It has often thrown him into the fire and into the water. And then he says, but if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. He asked Jesus. He took a decision and this is Jesus' response. If you can. <laughs> I can just imagine Jesus laughing in the back of his mind. If you can. Do you know who I am? You know? <laughs> and he says, everything is possible for one, for the one who believes. Simple question, simple answer. If you believe anything is possible, then he goes on to say, uh, the father goes on to say, I do believe, and this is very important, help me overcome my unbelief. Have any of you asked God to help you with a decision? Yes. Okay. So you are like that man. We are like that man. We ask God, can you heal our son? Or can you help us with a decision that needs to be made in our life? The problem is, do we actually believe it? That's the problem. Because that's what he's saying. Help me in my unbelief. Meaning that I, I don't actually believe that you can do it. And Jesus does. He heals that son. He heals that child. He made a decision. And he says, in my unbelief, Lord, help me with my unbelief. A decision that you and I have to take today. Are you going to believe that Jesus Christ can actually save us? That he can actually heal us? That he can protect us? That he can guide and encourage us? That he can forgive us? But it's a decision we have to take. You have to take and I have to take. People say... There are different ways of seeking God. One of those ways is by prayer. To actually pray to God on a day-to-day -day basis. Lay everything before Him. Whatever decision you have to take, life-changing decisions, the smallest decision, like 
Should I have three, and this is a silly example, should I have three sugar or no sugar at all? Three sugar, you look like this. <laughs> okay? No, serious. All my life I've had three sugars. If you, and so take it to God and say, Lord, help me. Help me to make the right decision. And we do all this through prayer. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your path. Acknowledge God in everything. Maybe the other thing that we need to do is actually study, study the Bible. If we study the Bible, we will get some information or some way that God talks to us. Prayer. Study the Bible. Psalm 119 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. When we are able to see Christ and what He is able to do for us in Scripture, it is the most beautiful and amazing thing. It doesn't say in Scripture that you have to go to a retirement home. <laughs> it doesn't, but it helps you to lead to a decision that needs to be taken. Can I actually do this? Can I, by trusting in God, trusting in the system, trusting in the people that will look after me, maybe you will find a word in Scripture. Maybe it will lead you to a better understanding. Third is listen to the Holy Spirit. So often, the Holy Spirit is with us. Through everything. Sometimes, there's a little voice in the back of your head or a feeling in your heart prompting you to do something. Maybe listen. Because God will never send something on your way that uh, you're not supposed to have. The other thing is seek wise counsel. Whatever I do here at the church, I work with a whole group of leaders that, that help me to make wise decisions. In my personal life, I have people that I can go and speak to, people that I trust, people that I know have got my back that won't be said what is happening in my life or what I'm struggling with, but people that will pray with me or give me a better understanding. Wise people, people that know God. The other is to be patient. Biggest problem we have is patience. See, we want to make a decision, but we want to answer right now. Do I pack my bags to go overseas? Leave the country? Do I go into a retirement village? Which school do I send my, my, my kids to? What do I need in order to get better? What doctor do I need to go see or what diet do I need to follow? Things. But they can only happen in God's time. And sometimes the last thing is to trust and to surrender. 
We need to trust God 100%. 100% that He can lead us to what decision we need to take. And then we need to surrender. We need to actually say, well, I can't do it myself. I can only do it through God. So for 30 years, I was looking for a wife. (laughs) And for 30 years, I always said to God, just send the right person on my life. And God did that. And I'm so amazed in what he has done. That he's given me the most beautiful wife ever. Somebody that can make decisions for me. (laughs) 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 And that's fine. That's okay. Because she's wise. But I'm in awe of God. Because I could not have done that on my own. I needed to trust God to give me that right person at the right time, in the right place. And those are the big life-changing decisions. So this year, make the goals. Let God be part of. Make decisions, but let God guide you and me in what we have to do. Let God be part of our lives. Not all husbands, uh, not all wives make decisions. <laughs> Some husbands make those decisions too. But let God, Father, our Father, make a, help us make good decisions in our lives. Let's pray. Mighty God, we say thank you. Thank you that you are a God that is present. (coughs) Thank you, Lord, that you have plans for each and every one of us. And even though we have decisions that we need to make, we pray, Lord, that you will lead us in those decisions, that we are actually willing to give them to you to take control of. For we know, Lord, that the decisions that you've made for us are life-changing. And so today, Lord, we want to pray for ourselves in the decisions that we might need to take in the coming week, in the coming month, in the coming year or years, Lord. We pray, Lord, for our church. We ask, Lord, that you be with us who are the church. Be with us as we also need to make decisions in life. We pray for our country. And there will be decisions that we need to take this year with regards to leadership and running of the country. We pray for the world, Lord. We pray, Lord, for for countries within this world that are struggling, that have been dominated by, oh, by, by all kinds of things, by war, Lord, by sickness, by um, 
dictatorship. We pray, Lord, that you will give people and give the world just the ability to, to make right decisions. That your will will be done. And so at this time we ask for you to lead us as we bring all these things to you right now. In Jesus' name. Amen.